It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucrat the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body, my friends. We were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Echo, Charlie, uh, producer Luke, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. It is Thursday, producer Steve. It is, and uh, <laughs> I need to strive for excellence. I had you a do. list of I, I thought you I, always have done a pretty good job. Uh, no, no. I you know, I had a list of about six things I needed to do and I didn't do any of them. And I think, okay, there's no excellence there. No okay, opportunity well, for excellence if you don't even opportunity, try. Opportunity and the opportunity is still there. So, uh, yeah, I if you fall off that uh, wagon, you can get back on it. Yes. And we all do. I mean, my gosh, we all do. We get distracted. There's stuff that happens. But that's why I say we strive for excellence. So, and we are we are made for this moment. It is um, it's tumultuous, dangerous times for our country, but we were made for this moment. Check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get first look at all the upcoming guests as well as our most recent essays. And uh, you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. Um, and we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through this lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And my friends, if something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, their rights, their property, their freedom, livelihood, opportunity, or lives to be a force. And force could be a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, or the World Economic Forum Davos Man and those globalist elites and what they what they're trying to push forward, and it is uh, rather remarkable. So first thing I wanted to get to, speaking of the Davos man and Davos globalist elites, one thing that, uh, I mean, this they really want tyrannical rule is what they want, and they're hiding all of that behind climate change and the ozone and all those things that they say that they're concerned about. And Steve, you wanted to revisit the bill of the day yesterday, and this is a ozone. Uh, what is it? Uh, ozone season transit grant program flexibility. <laughs> and as you mentioned last August, uh, in the guise of trying to uh, address ch- possible challenges with the ozone, I actually you can't you can't see this stuff. This almost we got to get Patrick Moore back on to ask him about this because. He has written that book, um, like Invisible Catastrophes. I'm, okay, I got to think about that. But um, ultimately, I can connect the dot from this bill of the day directly to the Davos man and the elites, because one of the things that they want to do is get people uh, out of their gas-powered vehicles, because gas-powered ve- vehicles represent freedom. 
freedom of mobility, to be able to go where you want to, when you want to. And uh, when we had Lauren Fix on earlier this week, she's the car coach, and I've heard about this from several people. There's a a little um, village, I guess, in England that they are trying to restrict uh, people going out of the the village and restrict how many you have to ask for permission to leave and there's a limit on how many times you can leave. I mean, this seems like this is crazyville. It is crazyville, but this all plays into Davos man wanting to control everyday people because you don't see all those people over Davos concerned about the environment when they're getting on their private jets or they're getting in the big SUVs while they're driving around Davos, Switzerland. Uh, And so, but we're going to connect this to House Bill 23-1101, the Ozone Season Transit Grant Program Flexibility uh, Program. And you had a comment you wanted to make, Producer Steve. By the way, I just saw a picture yesterday of Bill Gates. He's in Australia. And I want to say, gee, Bill, how did you get there? Your commercial right. flight, right, Bill? Yes? Right. Yes? Right, right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This, this could be a stretch. And if it is, I apologize up front. You know, every time Joe Biden opens his mouth, it drives me crazy because what comes out is usually a flat out lie or a half truth that doesn't, you know, really connect well with what's really happening. And the reason he can get away with this, we all know now, is the huge disconnect between the electorate and and our politicians. And it just this hit me yesterday when we were covering the bill of the day. Uh, One the one summary paragraph Listen to this, and I'll try to be quick here. Section 3 requires the governing body of the transportation planning organization for each transportation planning region to include at least one voting representative of a transit agency that provides transit service in the transportation planning region. The representative must be appointed by the transit agency or if multiple transit agencies provide service in the transportation planning region. Now, you wonder why people get anesthetized trying to follow what's happening in government? Mm-hmm. What okay, is that? So, so this uh, Dr. Cog, the Denver Regional Council of Governments, uh, had, has an enormous amount of power. It is a bureaucracy. There are some electeds that are on, on that, but it is not elected body. It's a bureaucracy. You're talking about, again, an, more bureaucracy here. And notice, nobody on this is elected. They are going to be appointed by the transit organization, planning region, whatever. This creates more and more bureaucracy. These are people be, will be making decisions about our mobility, and they are not elected. And that is by design. And they most likely are drawing a paycheck. Most likely. Many not, of them are. Well, not, the, the bureaucrats are. Yeah. Uh, some of the people that are appointed, um, maybe not. <coughs> but the bureaucrats most definitely are. Yeah. So good point on that. And a um, couple of things. The girls were over last night. Okay. And Tara Lynn Romero, who uh, is a homeowner, she owns just a little over a half acre on Bear Creek in Kittredge. The Jefferson County commissioners are trying to do a land grab. And what is remarkable is they own land right next to her that has creek access. So this is a very important question for property rights. So the girls were over. It was very informative. We had those Hooters wings. We tried something different. We tried the Daytona wings, and they were delicious as well. 
And Hooters Restaurants is a great sponsor of both the Kim Munson Show and America's Veterans Stories. And a great place. They specialize in wings. Uh, it's, a, it's a great story about freedom and free markets and capitalism, how I got to know them. That's at my website, KimMunson.com, so be sure and check that out. But uh, it was uh, really a great discussion last night, Producer Steve. Well, I can only imagine because, uh, like you see, I've seen the, the, the uh limited parking in that particular area of your neighborhood and what happens when you guys get together i actually though you know what i went out because everybody pretty much still has some ice somewhere where i you know um around their house so i was out yesterday in the street uh trying to um chop ice and, and get it out of the way so that everybody had a place to park producer steve well, good on you. Matter of fact, I did the same thing. Now, why Why was everybody out doing that yesterday? I don't know. <laughs> it's warmer, and everybody's tired of the ice, I think it is. So oh, yeah. Let's get over here to um, the bill of the day, and this is House Bill 231053, <clears throat> the Veterans Cemetery Department of Public Safety Gifts, Grants, and Donations. And it is bipartisan. Representative Hartsook, uh, one of my fellow Liberty Toastmasters, David Ortiz, representative, and Senator Zinzinger and Janice Rich. Uh, and Zinzinger is a Democrat, Ortiz is a Democrat, and Janice Rich is a Republican. And <clears throat> on the surface, it certainly sounds like a good idea. And uh, it says, concerning the authority to accept and expend gifts, grants, and donations, and a connection th- therewith, uh, authorizing the Division of Veterans Affairs to expend gifts, grants, donations, in support of the Western Slope Military's Veterans Cemetery authorizing the Department of Public Safety to accept and expend gifts, grants, and donations in support of its purposes and creating the Department of Public Safety grants, gifts, grants, and donations fund. Unfortunately, they should have stopped at the first sentence, Steve, and that is that it would be able to expend these gifts, grants, and donations for the Western Slope Military Veterans Cemetery. But um, I don't know who wrote this. But do you notice the big expansion, though, of a new department and new bureaucracy uh, of public safety gifts, grants, and donations fund? Uh, I actually thought that was the Colorado Department of Revenue and the IRS. But uh, that is a, a problem that they didn't stop at the first sentence, unfortunately. Well, as we know, the answer to every issue, <laughs> every problem that comes up is more of something. And that, that is more government, more bureaucracy. Well, but but doesn't so having a veterans cemetery on the western slope sounds like a very good yes. idea to honor our veterans. Yes, like that, and you could have people that would be giving gifts towards that. That's great, but what what is not great is this new department, this new bureaucracy that can accept these gifts, can expend these gifts, grants. That's a terrible idea, and that's that's why there's so much coming at. Uh, these representatives down there and these different bills that are being pitched to them. And uh, as Patty mentioned, the devil is in the details on this, unfortunately. And that's why we have to be so careful. As you know, I mentioned the Colorado Union of Taxpayers and they're having their breakfast this morning, which I can't be there because we're on the air. Uh, And it's down at the Independence Institute. Doors open at 7 and uh, program begins at 7:30, so you can you can still get down there. That would, I know that uh, we would love to have you. But there were 81 bills that were scheduled for hearing this last week. 
there is no way that people are governing. There is no way that people are able to read these bills and really think about them. So the people that come and pitch these bills to them have already written it. And uh, we need to start to have our representatives and our senators really look at these things. And if if you don't have time to read it, then don't present it. And don't vote on it. Or, or I guess if you vote on it, you have to vote no just because you don't know what is in it. And that is so important. Let me tell you what the show is going to look like today. We're going to have a Representative Ron Weinberg on in this second segment, Dr. Jill Vecchio in the third and fourth segment in our number one to talk about the Project Veritas um, Pfizer video. Second hour, Pam Long has written a really important piece uh, that we will roll out this week in the newsletter. And it's uh, about the, uh, the CDPHE, uh, which again is one of Polis's bureaucracies, is uh, wanting to address quote-unquote gun violence. And uh, so Pam has written a piece, How the New Office of Gun Violence Prevention Shall Infringe on the Second Amendment. And uh, Collins and Text in the uh, last segment of hour number two. And hour number one will rebroadcast today, 1 to 2 p.m., uh, second hour, 10 to 11 p.m., and then we try to get everything uh, with the podcast posted within 24 hours, and you can find those podcasts at uh, Spotify and iTunes. So because we're going to be talking about firearms and the Second Amendment, where people have the right to protect themselves and their families against bad guys and big government, uh, such as what happened in the, the uh, Revolutionary War, the Declaration of Independence. But Charlton Heston, I went to him because he was a five, uh, five-term president of the National Rifle Association. But he was, uh, you know him, he was an American actor and political activist. He was a Hollywood star who appeared in almost 100 films over the course of 60 years. He played Moses in the epic film The Ten Commandments, for which he received his first nomination for the Golden Globe Award for Best Actor. And he also had the title role in Ben-Hur, and he won the Academy Award for that. He was born in 1923, died in 2008. And the, he he was recognizing this political correctness back you know, back when he was uh, uh, serving as uh, the um, president of the Na- National Rifle Association from 1998 to 2003. But he said this, he said, telling us what to think has evolved into telling us what to say. So telling us what to do can't be far behind. And we are moved to telling us what to do. Um, and it's many times through public policy, and many times it's uh, different laws. Or and the other thing is self-censorship. I, or I remember when I was very concerned about self-censorship. Any comments on our um, quote of the day, Steve? I think he's so right on, and and you know, had he lived another, <clears throat> excuse me, ten what 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 year did he pass away? Another ten years or t- twelve years, he would have seen it in action in terms of the yeah. COVID response. Yeah, uh, most definitely. So he died just as Obama. Let me think. Yeah, Obama was becoming president when Obama said transforming America. This is what um, this is what Obama had in mind, and we are at the brink of very dangerous things happening so with that it's important that first of all that we shed light on all these things 
that we understand them because if we don't understand what's going on, you know, we're, we're, we're certainly cooked and that's why it's important that we check all this stuff out. And I have great sponsors and at the Roger Mangan state farm insurance team, Roger knows that life can be challenging and it's at the Mangan's team mission to maximize your financial security as you manage the risks of every day. Call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855 for more information. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. I can't believe I just scratched that car. Find my insurance card. Dude, what do you have in this glove box? Ew, are these socks dirty? Oh, forget about the socks. I need my insurance card. Just pull it up on the State Farm mobile app. But I can do that? Oh, hey, I can do that. Yep, it's called service. I can file a claim on here, too? Yeah, it's it's called service. Whoa, I can call my agent, too? It's called service. Three Points Financial, a comprehensive, fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of Three Points Financial, take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal, real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact threepointsfinancial.com to schedule a no-obligation introductory call. What do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college, but each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons Weiler is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy, intellectually curious. IPAC EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive and experts in each of their fields with courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, regenerative science, and psychology. There is a spring 2023 course for you. Dash over to ipacedu.org, ipac-edu.org for more information and to register. That's ipac-edu.org. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter newsletter there. You can uh, email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good, uh, good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And we see with uh, many of the things that are happening down at the state legislature right now, there's all kinds of force and coercion and manipulation in many of these pieces of legislation that are being uh, proposed and getting out of committee right now. And wanted to talk with uh, Colorado Representative Ron Weinberg. He is uh, the representative for, for House District 51 about what he sees happening down at the State House. Representative Weinberg, welcome to the show. Well, good morning, Kim. Good to be here. It's great to have you as well. So tell us, House District 51, what area is that? It's literally just the city of Loveland, up in Larimer County. Okay. Now, you are a relatively new representative uh, down at the State House. Um, you um, were appointed after the um, Hugh McKean passed on, correct? 
That's correct, ma'am. Okay. What, uh, what are you seeing? What are you concerned about? What are you happy about? What should people know today? Well, it's one heck of a ride down there. Um, you know, I, I didn't expect the position. I n- never in my wildest dreams wanted to be a House representative, especially in a super minority. Uh, the biggest message I would say to people is, is start paying attention. Uh, go to Google.com and type Watch and Listen Colorado and start listening to what's happening because these next two years for everything that's coming down the pike uh, from unlawful bills that are going to be stuck in Supreme Court because they already know that they're illegal, uh, but they don't care. They're going to push them through and steal the rights from the from the people and get it locked up in, you know, in judiciary. So uh, pay attention to what's happening. I, I would urge all the get in contact with all your legislators, uh, Democrat or Republican, and hold them accountable to what is exactly happening down there. Uh, it's, it's 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 a mess. Uh, I'm, I'm sure as you've been following, uh, we had some big discrepancies <clears throat> yesterday as well as the day before with uh, parental choice. Uh, a simple bill just, you know, saying that, hey, can we just make sure that there is a parental agreement if a child, 12-year-old, <laughs> wants to receive a COVID-19 vaccination, and that got shot down. Uh, we had we had 50 mama bears in the in the room, pleading with a committee that they want their rights preserved, and it's completely disregarded and, and shut down. And that is rather remarkable. Um, and uh, let's just think about this: giving a 12-year-old, which is a child, the uh, that they can make a decision like a big thing like COVID, a COVID jab, which we're still we're starting to see more and more information coming out about possible uh, side effects with all that and not even having the parent have to know uh, what has to ask and ask. What is the agenda of, you know, of these people by taking away parental rights? I know that's a subjective question. Do you have any thoughts on that, Representative Weinberg? I do absolutely. Uh, it, you know, I, I'm originally from South Africa. I, I, I love history. I've studied history, and you, you just look through, just look through history as to what's happened in the past and what's happening now. You know, we're we're demonized. We're always wrong. Republicans and conservatives. We, our narrative is always racist or incorrect. Uh, and what's the what's the way to fundamentally change um, history is through your youth and through your children. So, giving them authority. Uh, to do such things and bypassing the parents just literally opens up the, the floodgates into complete tyranny and communism, to be quite frank. So I, it's, I don't understand this agenda. I, this, you know, I sat in committee because I sat on that committee. Um, I have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. This, this directly affects me. Uh, now, luckily, I'm in a charter school, and thank God for charter schools. I'm just going to throw that one out there. But we we need to... Parents need to pull their kids out of the public school system. Charter schools need to pop up everywhere, and that's how that's how you save the school system. To be quite frank. And but once again, we've seen the radical activists left that has taken over the Democrat Party. And I think uh, I think Representative Weinberg, it's important to understand that this these radical activists that have taken over the Democrat Party, this is not the Democrat Party of JFK, and people sure. that. Uh, like to <clears throat> call these thing these issues Republican and Democrat. They're not. 
And it's really coming down to a question of right versus wrong. Is it right that a 12-year-old can now make uh, this decision regarding um, taking the COVID jab or uh, or is it wrong? Well, fundamentally, it's wrong. It's not a Democrat or Republican question. And it's really not a left or right question. We're coming down to is it right? Is it wrong? Is it um it's a question that I think all Americans need to to understand. Instead of, instead of being divided between the the things that divide us, we need to say, wait a minute, we can come together and say, gosh, parents need to be able to make these decisions with their child. Don't you agree? I 100% agree. And, I, you know, Representative Bradley brought the, brought the bill forward. Uh, she's an amazing representative with a heart, a heart as a lion. Um, the job of the Republicans down there is to is to pretty much dig in and hold fast. Um, that's what we say all the time down there because you, we've got to keep the hope and we've got to make sure that this stuff is on record and we've got to make sure that they will be held accountable for their actions. And we've got to be that voice, regardless of how small we are, we've got to be the voice of the people of Colorado that still you know, chose us, elected us, and actually exist in this state. So we're, we're trying. Uh, it's, it, it definitely brings hope when people show up to committee hearings like that, when we, when we had 50 people in that room that were all of the same right mind, like you said, not Democratic or Republican, um, you even had Democrats sitting in the room, just common sense Democrats, uh, ready to just make the right decision for their child. Um, it's, it's just insane, literally, what they're doing, and uh, we need we need the support. If you if well, you want to help your legislator right now, get down there to the committees and and testify. So with that, uh, and this again, I've seen by design. I've gone down and and testified and, on different hearings, and there there's can even be a game with that, Representative Weinberg. If you have an issue that people are very um, fervent about, that they care deeply about, I have seen uh, uh, some of the Democrat committee heads that they will uh, make it difficult for people that come down to testify. For example, if there is a bill that people really care about, they might uh, have uh, other bills that are on the docket. Talk about that first. I mean, it, it takes a lot of time for people to take time off work, away from their families, drive down to the Capitol, find parking. And I feel sometimes that uh, everyday people are not honored by some of these uh, Democrat chairs and committee members. Um, I don't want to scare people off, but I think I think I, I was pretty surprised at the disrespect for everyday people that I saw with some of these committees. You, you're absolutely right, but <clears throat> this is this is a tactic, right? They they want you to be fearful to go down. Regular people are not are not public speakers. Uh, they're not. They like their life. They like their house. They like their daily routines. Um, it's it's taking you out of your normal uh, to do this, and and that's a, that's just a fact, right? But that doesn't that doesn't mean we need to stop doing it or be afraid to do it. Once you do things once or twice, you get familiar with it, and you know what to say and you know what to do. The biggest thing, and I said just in the beginning, you know, when you were asking, is contact your legislator. Your legislator should tell you where to park. Your legislator should walk you into that building. Your legislator should walk you out of that building. And it should, should instill confidence in you that you're there and you're protected and you're safe to speak. 
And if you don't get an opportunity to speak, we will make sure you get heard. We will open up a committee room. If they shut you down, we will we'll take it into our own hands and open up a committee room, start our own committee, and listen to you. This, this is the legislator. This is where it's so important that legislators have to be held accountable to the people. The people have to literally hold their legislators accountable. And that's why being in contact with them at a regular basis, knowing what their cell phone number is, knowing what their email is, that's where the people come back to this. And that's how legislation should work, in my opinion. Well, and the other thing, Representative Weinberg, is it is important to let those of you that are down there that are trying to to hold the line uh, at least know that people are watching and uh, just say thank you just a thank you just a text message or a quick email just so that you know that you're not alone because uh, sometimes i think um it can look like you have your finger in the dike trying to stop things uh representative weinberg i've taken on a new position as the president of the colorado union of taxpayers and it's an all-volunteer organization uh, they've been around since 1976, and they have a pledge. You can go to coloradotaxpayer.org to see that. And we take a look at all of the different bills that are proposed each week and take a stand on that. To Hopefully that is a helpful tool. We we'll try to get the email to you by Monday morning. Uh, this last week it was mid-morning. But uh, I'm just astonished at the number of bills that are being proposed and scheduled for hearing. And this is not governing Representative Weinberg. There is no way that these representatives have time and senators have time to read everything. And what is happening down there, this is not governing at all. This is ramming through an agenda. You're absolutely right. Um, You know, for everyone listening, the, the, the shocking part about everything all the time is, so I was appointed November 17th, right? Um, with that, I missed the, you know, the deadlines for the the retreat that everyone goes on and the training and so on and so forth. Well, I get told by legislation down in, down the state capitol that hey, you know, I've I've got three weeks to write three bills, and my deadline is December thirteenth. Furthermore, if I want two more bills, my deadline is January thirteenth. Now, if you you take that in consideration with with all these new legislators that have been you know, put into office, I don't think they, at least I didn't know that I had to, my bill cap was five and that I had deadlines to do them. So for my instance, I had no time to to speak with my constituents or my city council or my school boards or anything to figure out what exactly people were looking to push as a bill. I didn't know the process of stakeholding, what a fiscal note meant, you know, and it's just you get thrown into the fire for your first year. And then you just cram these buildings. So you have 500 bills that are coming through every day ramming that. Yeah, quite frankly, I, I don't think people are really understanding what they're doing. And Right. And, and what happens is, is there are different interested parties that shop these bills to different legislators. Uh, and I, I would really start to encourage us to start to roll back some of this stuff. I'd like to sack the bag fee. I'd like to um, get rid of the cage-free chicken uh, law that went through. So I think we, we can go to work on that. Representative Weinberg, first of all, thank you. And what's your final thought to, that you'd like to leave with listeners today? We're, we're there, and and we're we need you. That's that's the, that's really the final thought. We're alone unless we have your voices. We're only one voice in committee, uh, or nineteen voice voices in the committee of the whole, or and the House of Representatives. We are severely severely outnumbered. 
19 out of 65 legislators. If we do not have the people coming out the woodwork, uh, joining local boards and commissions, uh, testifying down the Capitol, uh, our job is going to be much, much harder. So if I could please just encourage everybody, pay attention to your local politics, get in touch with your legislators, hold them accountable, listen to them, and let them help you. And and please, that's that's what we need is your help. We need the public's help. Okay, Representative uh, Weinberg from House District 51, thank you so much, and keep up the good work and hold the line. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, and uh, we get to have these great conversations because of great sponsors. Karen Levine, REMAX award-winning realtor, is one of those great sponsors. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Because of Karen's love of dogs, Karen volunteers regularly with GRRR, Golden Retriever Rescue of the Rockies, helping Golden Retrievers find their forever homes. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim dot com. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Before we get over here to Dr. Jill Vecchio, you know her. She is um, one of the people in America that read the complete Obamacare uh, legislation. She's an amazing researcher, and I want to talk with her about this Project Veritas Pfizer video. But before we get to that, I wanted to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. Paula Sarles is the president of the USMC Memorial Foundation, and she and her team are dedicated to raising the money and to make it happen, the remodel of the Marine Memorial out at 6th and Colfax. You can help them by going to usmcmemorialfoundation.org. We're coming into Mother's Day, Father's Day. It is a beautiful gift to buy a brick that will be on one of the walkways honoring your loved one's military service or your military service. And so you can do that at usmcmemorialfoundation.org. Dr. Jill Vecchio, so much has happened since we last talked. Welcome. Yay. Thanks for having me back. I hope everybody out there is doing well. Well, there is so much to talk about, um, but we decided that perhaps talking about the Project Veritas Pfizer video would be a good idea because um, it's rather remarkable what happened with that. So set this up for us, Dr. Jill. 
So Project Veritas, for, for those, because I just had uh, spent some time with some cousins from uh, different states, and they had never even heard of Project Veritas, let alone this new Pfizer, these new Pfizer things released. It's amazing how well this entire story has been suppressed by every single news agency. The fact-check organizations are ripping it apart. But the basics are Project Veritas has been around for many years. They're the ones that exposed the um, Planned Parenthood video that where an executive, a physician, was saying how they were selling fetal body parts from aborted fetuses uh, for thousands of dollars and, and all this. Uh, so they exposed, Project Veritas exposed that. They exposed ACORN in the past. This time, this is, this is huge, absolutely huge. Um, they, they had an undercover person and most of the time there are whistleblowers from other companies that go to project veritas and say this thing is happening and then they go in and kind of they kind of set up a situation whereby they can video and audio record them having a conversation with some business insider in this case a pfizer executive a physician this guy is a urologist Jordan, and it's J-O-R-D-O-N, Jordan Tristan Tristan Walker, who is Pfizer's Director of Research and Development, Strategic Operations, and MRNA Scientific Planning. You know, everybody has these big, long titles. That is his title. Um, and uh, he supposedly is on a date with this other uh, guy who's doing the interviewing, right? Uh, uh, the guy that's kind of mic'd and doing the recording, uh, and it's completely legal in this state. Uh, uh, Project Veritas never breaks the law when they do their recordings. So some in a lot of states, just one person has to be aware that the conversation is being recorded in order for it to be legal. Anyway, so, so the, the, insider though kind of whether it's a whistleblower we don't know who this guy is um but the guy recording the conversation uh is supposedly on a date with this uh jordan tristan walker um from pfizer and he's recording this and interviewing this guy and this and this physician working for pfizer is disclosing and bragging and laughing He's bragging and laughing about the fact that Pfizer is considering, and they have a whole plan for how they're going to mutate the COVID virus themselves. Pfizer's going to do the mutations themselves so that they can then have more vaccines available just in case, right? So this is exactly gain of function. It is exactly the definition of gain of function research that nobody's supposed to be doing, but everybody's doing, right? Um and he, and this guy is he goes into detail about how they're going to infect monkeys and take the most uh, virulent um, mutations and then infect other monkeys with it and then Pfizer's going to come up with vaccines for those mutations and COVID is going to be a cash cow for Pfizer for a long time and they are they're calling this directed evolution. Now there are two really important videos that people need to know about and if you want to see these because. Everybody's taking them down. You can find it on Truth Social and Twitter. Twitter took uh, Project Veritas down for a brief period of time as part of one of their algorithms, but they put them back up. 
or you can go to Project Veritas, and it's P-R-O-J-E-C-T, Project Veritas, V-E-R-I-T-A-S, dot com, and they'll have all the videos, all the stories and everything about it on their own website. But folks, watch the real thing. Don't depend on somebody else's version who's trying to tell you what to think about this. Go and look at this yourself, and you can see this this absolutely <laughs> this, this executive from Pfizer laughing and joking about how this is going to be such a cash cow for, for Pfizer to have constant mutations of COVID that they're going to help develop, and that they're just going to be making vaccines for forever. And then there's a second video, a second okay. part, a, a second release of a video from the same interview where the same jerk, executive for Pfizer, a physician, is laughing and joking about how women's menstrual cycles have been screwed up uh, after having the COVID vaccine. And, we, you know, this has been out for years that this, this information has been out, that it was messing around with women's menstrual cycles. And he's saying, yeah, it seems like it's probably messing up the hypothalamic pituitary gonadal axis. axis. In other words, there's this feedback cycle from the brain to your reproductive organs of women, ovaries. Um, And it's messing, the the vaccine seems to be messing with that. And he says, wow, imagine if this mRNA technology actually hung around, lingered in the body for a while, and messed up a whole generation of people. And he starts laughing. He goes, I'd take, what a scandal that would be, right? Man, I'd take Pfizer off my resume. He's laughing Jeez. about this. Yeah. So, and then there's a great video of when he gets, he gets, he's confronted by James O'Keefe, the head of Project Veritas. James O'Keefe walks in with a camera crew at the end of this interview and, and starts talking to this executive. And this guy goes off the rails. It's a very entertaining video, but this guy just goes berserk, screaming and hollering, calling the police, trying to, I mean, like attacking James O'Keefe, trying to crush his, his, his iPad. I mean, it's like, it's wild. But, and everybody's shutting it down, and Pfizer's claiming that this guy doesn't even work for them. But then Project Veritas, somebody at Pfizer leaked to Project Veritas a memo sent out to all the employees by Pfizer saying, watch out for Project Veritas. They am kind of ambushed and recorded one of our employees. So they're, they're admitting, Pfizer's admitting in an internal memo to its employees that this guy works for them. Anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead with well, your questions. I mean, there's so okay, much yeah, there's additional things that I, I want to talk about on this. And um, before we do that, I wanted to mention Roots Medical um, because <laughs> medical freedom is so important. And Roots Medical, Matt Dark, Dr. Rachel, they are very involved with the Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom. And as we're having this discussion with Dr. Jill Vecchio about this Project Veritas Pfizer video and this um, gain of function, they're just calling it something different. It's so important that we understand what is going on. And Roots Medical is a great place if you think you um, have questions about vaccines. I'll just put it that way. Roots Medical can answer those. So be sure and check them out. 
Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R O O T S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment for all customers. Come to Franktown for a comfortable, no-pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice on an independent station with independent thoughts, bringing truth and clarity to these issues so that you can get your brain around them. And uh, it is um, biblical, and the truth shall set you free. So that's why we do these shows. And uh, Dr. Joe Vecchio is an amazing researcher. <clears throat> We're talking about this Project Veritas Pfizer video. A couple of things here, Jill. Um, one of our listeners just texted me. We we now have this new text line. And uh, um, she said that James O'Keefe has been relieved of his duties and is on unpaid leave by the board of Project Veritas. Have Have you heard that? Do you know if that's? Yes, I saw that. I saw that this morning. There is a New York Magazine. Okay, so consider the source here, folks. And this is this is a really important thing to talk about because, uh, yeah, New York Magazine, 17 hours ago, released a story saying James O'Keefe is on paid leave from Project Veritas, and the board is meeting like this week or next week or something to discuss whether or uh, whether or not they're going to keep O'Keefe as you know, in, or if they're going to fire him from Project Veritas. This is the kind of garbage. I thought he founded Project Veritas. He did found Project <clears throat> Veritas. He is Project Veritas. And, and it's it's like, but supposedly James O'Keefe is on paid time off. He's on PTO, supposedly. So this whole article goes through 
a, a, uh, an unnamed source at Project Veritas, a prior employee from Project Veritas, is claiming this stuff. They always use these unnamed sources, and then they say they are trying to discredit this whole, these videos, this interview, so desperately across every single, all of the Snopes, all of the fact-check organizations, all of the mainstream media. Mainstream media hasn't even mentioned this, this entire thing. They have shut it down. YouTube took all of these videos off of YouTube. That's why I'm saying watch these videos yourself, and you tell me if Project Veritas is, is misleading the public or if there's misinformation in any of this. You watch the actual video. Don't depend on what somebody else is saying. James O'Keefe is, according to Project Veritas, he's 100% still at Project Veritas. Well, it's interesting. How much effort is being is being spent on a massive, on all levels, a massive campaign to discredit Project Veritas and James O'Keefe. That tells you how dangerous, how absolutely dangerous this information from this Pfizer executive is to to the entire agenda of the the globalists and the the media. It, it's it, it tells you how big the whole dirty system is of keeping us absolutely ignorant. Of, of factual information. That's what I find scary. And the fact that they're saying that James O'Keefe is going to be fired tells you that um, they'll do anything they they'll do anything they can. It's a it's a complete lie. It's a complete lie. I already in- investigated all this this morning because I okay. saw that. Well, and so connecting the dots, a couple of things here. Uh, as you mentioned, this uh, and, the, and the listener that texted said um, this happened 18 hours ago from the New York Magazine. Then nine hours right. ago, the Daily Beast picked up the story. Two hours ago, Rolling Stone picked up this story. So we can see how this is going to progress. It will be very interesting. A couple of things. Right. Consider um, the source on every one of these. Consider the source right. of this information. And, uh, and that, one of and our texters. It says, thank you, Jill. I've seen the videos and know how important they are. That's coming in via text message right now. So, Jill, when we were preparing for this, I said, hey, uh, just recently on one of the investment shows, you know, they have how they have everybody sit in these chairs and they talk to each other about different things. And it was an investment show. They're talking about Pfizer and the Pfizer. uh, I can't remember if they said it was a buyer or whatever, but I, I didn't listen to the whole thing. But not once did I hear anything regarding the stock, the stock price um, with the vaccine injury or this Project Veritas video, they, they to your point, they were um, conversing about Pfizer as if nothing had happened with any of this. It was rather remarkable. And recommending a buy. Didn't you say they were recommending a buy? I thought that they were, no. but you know what? I want to be correct. I, I, I should have sat down and listened to it. But yeah, I think that they were saying that they see uh, revenue growth in the future. Well, of course, you're going to have revenue growth in the future. If first of all, you're uh, creating a virus that is... Uh, that you can then create a vaccine for a virus that you're already working on. And then you can have government and bureaucrats uh, dictate that people have to uh, get the vaccine. Well, or, or what? I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that they're going to make money. I mean, right. um, yeah, exactly. what a, what is, what a scheme. 
Yeah, exactly. And, okay, so so what should really scare people? And I this is this is the bottom line of for me, this is the take home message. You think about how big the campaign is to discredit this set of videos. How many people are involved? How many entities are involved between news media, fact check organizations, regulators, finance, like banking, banking industries, um, the, 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 like you said, the stock market, the, the, the whole the stock market is hiding this, is covering this up. You think of, I mean, so it's affecting invest, investors and investments. You, you think about the implications of what this would do worldwide if the world found out how dirty Pfizer is. And, there, and this, this, this uh, Jordan Tristan Walker is laughing and joking about how they have uh, a thing called regulatory capture, that, that they have hired a bunch of regulators from the government, and because government regulators eventually w- want to work for the pharmaceutical companies because they make a lot more money, so because current regulators want to eventually work for pharmaceutical companies and medical device companies and all this stuff, they're not going to regulate Pfizer if they want a job with Pfizer later on. And that was kind of, you know, if anybody's seen the movie The Big Short, the same thing happened in the finance industry. So the, the, the regulators from, say, Standard & Poor's and Moody's would eventually, or, or the SEC, they want jobs in, in the, in the uh, banking industry and in the finance companies like Bank of America and Merrill Lynch and, you know, J.P. Morgan, because those are really lucrative jobs. So they eventually want a job, so they develop relationships with the people that they're supposed to be regulating. Well, and, and also... Regulatory capture. When you just own the whole system, you don't right. have to worry about anybody coming back at you. Right. right. Well, and the the other thing is, is that uh, the FDA and many of these uh, alphabet organizations are actually being funded by the people that they're supposed to be regulating right. and watchdogging. I mean you can see where that's going to be a big problem. And so just that, okay, got that. But then when you have government coming in and coercing and manipulating people to have to buy this product because of and, and manufacturing of viruses, I mean, that's pretty scary. We've got a couple of minutes left, Jill. Um, first of all, I know listeners really appreciate your courage, in talking about these really important issues and researching them. So I thank you for that, Dr. Jill Vecchio. You know what? Um, I, I, I wish that we had a whole country full of people who would do this kind of research. Like, like I wish we had a whole country of James O'Keefe's. There are a lot of people taking a whole lot of risks, and we owe them so much because a lot of people are risking a lot more than I am uh, to get information out to people. And they're a wonderful citizen journalist. And I just, I just wish there were more. Why, why are they so rare? We should well, all I think be doing this. Everybody yeah, should I, be doing this. And it takes 10 minutes to find out what's going on. Yeah. And well, and don't uh, bother. Well, and but, uh, it is so important because we're at a dangerous time. Um, listener said, um, 
let's see, says there is a new book out, The New Abnormal, The Rise of the Biomedical State. <clears throat> that does look very interesting on that. Um, but we need to be informed and we need to reasonably, gently be talking with people about these important issues. People are starting to understand. I'm having conversations with people that are connecting the dots finally. But Jill, you've been on the forefront since 2011 uh, out there on yeah. all this, if not before. So thank you. Well, and yeah, and everybody, you're welcome. Come join me, you know, <laughs> let's all do it together because we can be really powerful. If all of us work together, we can be really powerful. Now, understand that another part of this, uh, there's, there's more to come on, on these this interview. I think there are going to be more pieces released. But this guy also brags about the fact that they're going to use the RNA technology. Even though they don't know if it lingers in the body, they're still working on new uses for it, spending a lot of research dollars to maybe use it for cancer. And the guy, the guy sniggers. And he says, well, you know, I can't tell you everything, but we're going to use it on a whole bunch of things. <laughs> well, this is of like, great concern, you know, so thank this, you for talking sick. about it. It's absolutely sick. This guy has no moral compass. It's... Now, that's why shedding light on this is so important. Dr. Jill Vecchio, thank you. Yeah. Take care. And our quote for the end of the show, I went to Charlton Heston because we'll be talking about... Uh, um, the ability for people or to, the right of people to be able to protect themselves and their families. He said, there's no such thing as a good gun and there's no such thing as a bad gun. A gun in the hands of a bad man is a very dangerous thing. A gun in the hands of a good person is no danger to anyone except the bad guys. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. Stay tuned for our number two. It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucrat the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. Welcome to hour number two of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we are made for this moment. So we're talking with uh, Dr. Jill in the first hour. Uh, we must continue to search for truth and clarity on these issues and uh, speak truth into this with uh, others around us. And it's biblical. The truth shall set us free. A little light, a little truth goes a long way. And that's why we do this this show, because it is so important that we understand these issues. And uh, so we're going to jump right in here. Let me ask a question uh, real quick. Uh, the, the, okay. gen- the gentleman she was speaking of, uh, he is a, uh employee of Pfizer? Uh, so the Project Ver- Veritas, the video, yes, okay, is an undercover video 
of uh, an employee, uh, very high up, I think in research, um, she'd given the descri- description, but very high up in Pfizer, and yes, so well, he was an employee of Pfizer. The reason I asked is why I was cooking dinner, I had the, the TV on, and multiple, you know, across an hour and a half's time, multiple commercials from Pfizer, and it's all related to uh, their product line tied to COVID. So they have, obviously, they have big plans. That's the one that we were talking with Dr. Jack about yesterday. I think it's um, Plaxovid, I think he said. Is that the one that you're referring to, or do you know? I think that was the one. Yeah, that that definitely sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Yes, so very important conversation with Dr. Jill and amazing work by um, James O'Keefe with uh, Project Veritas. Uh, Pam Long has a very important essay that we are going to roll out this weekend. And uh, it's regarding the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment and what they have uh, up their sleeve. And so we'll connect these dots. But let's think about that. And, well, let's... I, I had a Charlton Heston quote at the end of the show. That was a very good one. Did you able, were you able to catch that whole thing on that, Steve? Yes, he's a very clever okay. man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is well. Let's see. Um, I, I know I'm all over the place here on on what. It's just that the the right, which is the Second Amendment in the Constitution, for us to protect ourselves against bad guys, bad stuff going on is so important and so under the guise of gun violence we see this as uh we're seeing policies particularly here in colorado down at the state legislature that are going to try to take away the right of law-abiding citizens to protect themselves and so i went to uh charlton heston for the quote for the day and uh, he was uh, an american actor he was born in uh, let's see, 1923, died in 2008. Uh, he had monumental roles as Moses in The Greatest Story Ever Told and Ben-Hur. And uh, he was also a five-term president of the National Rifle Association. And he said this for our quote, for the initial quote of the day, he said, telling us what to think has evolved into telling us what to say. So telling us what to do can't be far behind. And gosh, you know, what comes to mind immediately is Jack Phillips with Masterpiece Cake Shop. And that is where that um, quote that you have pulled that we have in the show, uh, I, at some point, well, maybe we don't have it in the show, but if, if you don't affirm something, then they're going to take away your businesses. And you can see how that relates to exactly what what our quote for the day here is telling us what to think has devolved into telling us what to say. So telling us what to do can't be far behind. So the Colorado civil rights commission comes in and says, Jack Phillips, you have to bake a cake for these people. And he can't say it's my property. I say no. And they're saying, if you don't affirm this, then you can't, you can't bake cakes, wedding cakes at all. And that's where we are in our society right now. And it's a very dangerous place to be producer, Steve. Yeah. uh, Jack is, currently under the second major attack the first one he was able to fend off it went all the way to the supreme court and it's just amazing i i guess i'd love to be able to sit in on these proceedings and say where was the opportunity for these individuals to go find another bakery or baker that's that's the thing is the free market will answer that question if you have a baker that doesn't want to bake a cake for a transgender birthday or for a gay wedding 
then there will be entrepreneurs that will say, well, I will do that. And so the free market can answer these questions. But then if the free market answers this question, these questions, then the bureaucrats, then politicians, those PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties lose their power. Yeah, in this case, so with, it was a Colorado Civil Rights Authority. Commission. What are what do they call themselves? Commission. Commission. I think it was a commission. Obviously, they unelected, 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 and oh, unaccountable to the yeah. people. And obviously, okay. the, our freedoms uh, just don't mean anything to them. Not at all. Not at all. It's uh, we're in a dangerous time. Do we have Karen yet? I know we're going to have Karen Levine hopefully here just Almost. a little bit. Do she, we have her yet? She's here. Hang on a second. Okay. Very, very good. Karen Levine has been a great sponsor of both the Kim Munson Show and America's Veteran Stories for many years. She's an award-winning realtor with REMAX Alliance. And um, first of all, Karen Levine, it was great to see you last night when the girls came over. It was a great evening full of lots of discussion points. Uh, Lots of discussion points. Did you get any of those Hooters wings? Yes, I think those were some of the best. Okay, it was an, I got the Daytona uh, um, the version Our, this time. So yes, they anyway, were delicious. Uh, and Hooters is really known for uh, their wings, and they they do a really great job. And and the re, and on Wednesdays they have a special for to go or dine in. You buy twenty wings, you get ten for free. So it's perfect for the Wednesdays when the girls come over. What do you want to let people know today, Karen Levine, regarding the real estate market and what's happening here in the metro area? Well, I think the word on the street is buyers are back in the marketplace, and competition has returned to the marketplace. If um, sellers think they missed the boat, um, they probably did not, and the boat is moving nicely down the river. Um, We're seeing multiple offers again. Um, I think buyers are feeling more confident in the market, interest rates seem to have stabilized and give them a little sense of security, even though they're 25 to 3% higher than they were a year ago. And um, we would love to see some new inventory come on the market because what has been the story since we started this journey? We don't have enough houses to sell. And that is because of public policy. And I'm going to connect it right back to, as uh, Samuel Gregg said on Monday, to Davos Man, the Davos elites. They are pushing policies to get people into rental apartments instead of uh, home ownership. I mean, public policy is making that. They're not making that decision. PBIs are making that public policy decision. And we're seeing the ramifications of it now. And not only here in Colorado, but across the country, Karen. Correct. And I have asked the question on the show a couple of times, not expecting an answer. But in Colorado, we have always used our construction defect legislation as the excuse for why we are not building entry-level homes. And yes, that is the reason why developers have chosen not to build condominiums um, because of the uh, errors and emissions insurance cost overlay, which makes it impossible to get product out of the ground at affordable prices. But with that said, the rest of the nation isn't building either. And they don't have that excuse. And it is actually, I mean, we can can connect this to uh, Davos and the World Economic Forum. But uh, we are Americans, and creativity, innovation, understanding the challenges, 
we can address this. And I know that you work on the local and the county and the state and the national level uh, for private property rights, Karen, and property rights are inherent in the American idea. They are, and I think what we saw last night is the attack on on private property rights and the fact that um, county commissioners and uh, elected officials are making decisions that are not in the best interest of their constituents. And so they are being educated or fed or coerced into making um, bold moves against the American people. And um, we need to speak up and we need to elect different people. Absolutely. And that's why we're keeping an eye on all this. Karen Levine, if people want to buy their home, buy a home, sell a home, looking at a new build, how can people reach you so that you can help them? Well, they can reach me at 303-877-7516, and I would love to start the conversation if they're thinking about buying or selling. And again, that's Karen Levine, 303-877-7516. And I didn't tell you this last night, but we have scheduled for America's Veterans Stories for Sunday. Uh, He's actually going to come into the studio as a World War II veteran, Kim Kimball. And uh, so uh, we are planning on recording that tomorrow, and that will be our America's Veterans Story show this Sunday. And you've been a great partner of that show for many years as well, Karen Levine. Well, I'll definitely have to tune in. Most definitely. And again, that's uh, Karen Levine at 303-877-7516. And we have all of these great sponsors. Another one is the Roger Mangan uh, State Farm Insurance Team, and they can create personalized insurance plans to cover all your needs from protection for your cars, to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and renter's coverage. So contact the Roger Mangan team now at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. This is called service. You hooked me up with auto and renters. Props to my insurance mentor. You made it easy to cover my bed in a box and my extensive collection of clocks. You know, I find it kind of funny that you also saved me money. You've got that good neighbor charm. Give it up for State Farm. There are always opportunities in changing markets, and the metro real estate market is no exception. That's why you need to work with seasoned REMAX Alliance realtor Karen Levine when you buy your home, sell your home, consider opportunities of a new build, or explore investment properties. Rising interest rates are spurring creativity, innovation, and opportunity in the real estate and mortgage markets. Kim Monson highly recommends award-winning REMAX realtor Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate questions. That's 303-877-7516. What do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college, but each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons Weiler is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy, intellectually curious, IPAC-EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive, and experts in each of their fields, with courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, regenerative science, and psychology. There is a spring 2023 course for you. Dash over to IPAC, edu.org. IPAC-EDU.org. 
For more information and to register, that's ipac-edu.org. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can uh, email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, Pam Long is is on the line. She is a former officer in the um, a former captain in the Army Medical Service Corps. She's a West Point grad. She's an excellent author, and she's written a piece that will roll out this week in the newsletter, How the New Office of Gun Violence Prevention Shall Infringe on Our Second Amendment. Pam Long, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ken. Boy, they make it, uh, so they identify a problem, and then in this case, um, gun violence, and we certainly are all concerned when we see gun violence. Uh, but they're using it to infringe upon law-abiding citizens' Second Amendment rights. And the Second Amendment is there so that uh, individuals can protect themselves and their families from bad guys, basically. And um, one of the first things that you see with tyrants is they try to disarm everyday law-abiding citizens. Absolutely. And you will see with this Office of Gun Violence Prevention that they are using a strategy at the, at the legislature that they have perfected with, with COVID. And let, let me explain that. So CDPHE, our state health department, and our Democratic uh, lawmakers have decided that gun violence is a public health crisis not a public safety crisis, a public health crisis. And why that is should sound the alarm with any person is that we took a public health crisis approach, public health approach to COVID. And, and what were the results of COVID? We watched CDPHE um, promote pseudoscience, violate federal law, and violate the Constitution. Right. We saw non-evidence based policies such as masking and vaccine mandates, the invention of social distancing, mass testing and isolation of healthy people. And CDPHE doubled down and violated federal law prohibiting any entity, including the Department of Defense, from mandating an experimental drug and experimental test. And then, we, I mean, we all experienced that CDPHE, with their public building restrictions and lockdowns, violated the Constitution, our right to freedom of movement and right to engage in commerce. And so when CDPHE says we are launching a new office for the Office of Gun Violence Prevention, and you can just think of this as the Office of Gun Control, where there are, there's no other office like this in any other state, and they say that we are taking a public health approach to gun violence, big alarms should be going off for everyone that supports the Second Amendment. Well, let's just connect the dots here. First of all, we had had a conversation uh, earlier this week with Nikki Goser, whose uh, husband was gunned down in front of her. Uh, and her firearm, uh, because it was a gun-free zone where they were at, was in the car. And she she thinks, gosh, I wonder what would have happened if I would have had my firearm. Um, but let's just connect some of the dots here. Uh, and somebody sent me this text uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah, I guess it was yesterday. This is by the newamerican.com. It says, Denver is now America's crime capital. So let's think about that. 
And then we've seen this, uh, really this attack on, um, our peace officers, our police officers, uh, defunding them, trying to discredit them. And so, and, and then we have this, and I'm not calling them democratic, Pam Long. There's nothing democratic about them whatsoever. The Democrats, the radical activists that have taken over the Democrat Party in Colorado, uh, Denver's a sanctuary city. The uh, southern border is wide open, so criminals are coming, uh, and, and not all, everybody, but there's clearly bad guys that are coming across the border. They're coming right up I-25. They're coming to Denver, and we have been, we're number one in number one or number two, depending on the report, in car thefts, bank robberies, and so if you are a law-abiding citizen and a bad guy comes to to your house. You should have the the right to be able to protect your family. But I can see, and you can see this big danger with the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment. I hadn't thought about it till you said it. They're calling it a public health approach. And as you say, Pam Long, connect that dot. This is terrifying. Right. And if you look at what we justified in the name of a public health approach for COVID, not many people are fully aware of the tracking and trace systems, the data surveillance of of non-criminal U.S. citizens. This is the most insidious project of COVID-19, which openly reported using cell phone data to track the movements of U.S. citizens to allegedly track a virus that allegedly could be transmitted asymptomatically. That doesn't even make sense. Why are we tracking people who are asymptomatic. And Governor Polis admitted to using cell phone data of citizens to monitor compliance with lockdown orders. Again, non-criminals. So imagine how tracking... You mean that libertarian? That libertarian, Jared Polis? That that, that libertarian is using your your cell phone data to track non-criminals. And and now imagine how that tracking and tracing data system will be utilized in a public health approach to gun violence, right? If an individual who has not committed a crime and yet can carry a virus and therefore justify tracking and tracing, then one can easily foresee tracking and tracing of registered gun owners who are allegedly spreading the health crisis of gun violence. And to be clear, like you said, gun violence is a crime and should be handled by law enforcement. But to give CDPHE jurisdiction over gun violence prevention after this whole COVID-19 experiment, as Jill Ryan, the director of CDPHE, referred to it, is the greatest threat to the Second Amendment we have witnessed in our lifetime. Well, Pam, in your essay that will roll out this weekend... Uh, one of the headlines you have in there is you said the Joint Health Committee declared gun violence as the highest priority in health. How about <laughs> one of the things that is very unhealthy is the crime that is um, not being addressed here in Colorado? Kim, this Joint Health Committee, where the, the once a year the legislature has the opportunity to um, uh, oversee oversight over the CDPHE for responsiveness, accountability, and transparency. This is per the SMART Act as we as we know it. And what I witnessed was a surreal uh, experience where CDPHE is briefing that their four main health initiatives are controlling greenhouse gas with not real data, with projections. Again, more that modeling that we saw that was utilized to justify many things during COVID-19 and much of the modeling turned out to be, uh, you know, completely wrong, way wrong. Um, in, in 
ozone, greenhouse gas, suicide prevention, and COVID. Those are the four main goals of our health department now, not cancer, not diabetes, not cardiovascular, you know, not addressing all the cardiac rest, not addressing deaths of despair that are a result of the COVID-19 policies. Um, in fact, at, at this meeting, I watched Dr. France, the chief medical officer, brief that there has been no increase in suicides in the last 10 years in Colorado. No data was provided, just a blanket statement. This is wildly unbelievable that the entire nation is experiencing, you know, a mental health crisis. But somehow Colorado has become, if we are this safe zone, if we have the cure for suicide after the COVID-19 lockdown policies, why aren't we telling all the other 50 states how we have somehow accomplished the impossible? I mean, it's just not believable. And then... So those are our four wildly important goals for public health. And then you just heard Democrat after Democrat hammer CDPHE. Why have not? Why haven't you dispersed the funds for what I'm going to call gun control, the Office of Gun Violence Prevention? Over and over, they talked about how they already expect to have you know seven hundred thousand dollars in grants out to their community partners, their stakeholders, their agenda. Their legislation, they expected to already have this money. This this office has infrastructure way beyond education. When you look at, um, you know, their stated goal is to provide education on preventing gun violence and reducing gun violence deaths. But when you look at the infrastructure, we're talking about a resource bank, awareness campaigns, marketing and media, programs for communications, um, a partnership with the School of Public Health, Numerous data systems, in addition to the big grant money, when you look just at the data systems, when you look at, they're already controversial. We're talking about these public health surveys in our schools that are asking students as you know, young as 12, you know, if they have potentially a mental health problem, if their parents are gun owners. And I'm just throwing it out there that you can see they're already setting up a system where if potentially you have expressed you have anxiety or any type of response on these surveys could go into these database systems and label you as having a mental health disorder and prohibiting you in the future from being a gun owner. Well, and these surveys, I mean, I'm thinking about it. Everybody could have a bad day as far as... I mean, we're human beings, and so we have bad days. There are days that we're, we might be frustrated or might have some anxiety. And so you put that into a, a tracking system, and boy, uh, <laughs> yes, I, you, you just play this out, and this does not bode well for everyday citizens. And so let's talk about the, this. Well, you know what? Let's Let's do that in just a minute because the Second Amendment – our, our founders knew human nature. They know, they know what tyrants look like. And so there's a reason why we have a Second Amendment. And uh, I will read the quote that we'll have at the end of the show again to, by Charlton Heston, because this pretty well says this, Pam Long. And this quote, of course, he was um, um, president of the National Rifle Association. He said, there's no such thing as a good gun, and there's no such thing as a bad gun. A gun in the hands of a bad man is a very dangerous thing. A gun in the hands of a good person is no danger to anyone except the bad guys. Your thoughts on that, Pam Long? Well, in the bad guys, they look like they look like respectable people. And I, this is the heart of what I'm trying to explain to people in this office, that they are setting up these 
um, bureaucrats, these an advisory committee. And where have we seen advisory committees go wrong? We've seen them at the national level, at the FDA. These are captured advisory committees, and they make recommendations that become mandates and prohibitions. These unelected people. But it sounds nice, right? Oh, they're the experts on the advisory committee. And the bad guys, they they are stakeholders and they are coalitions and they are community partners and they are um, nonprofits, right? And, they're, and they start with a foot in the door, just like they did with the vaccine registry and the vaccine mandates back in 1992. They started with a small grant project and they told the public, oh, this registry is just to you know, make sure that infants from zero to two years old have access to vaccines in rural and remote areas. No one opposes that. Now that became all children, all adults, coercive reminders, recalls, and home visits as of 2023. But the same procedure is happening with these nice sounding organizations that, oh, we all agree on safe storage, right? We all agree on education, But when you look at the pattern, when you look at the infrastructure, when you look at the money and who will not have a seat at the table, then because it will be highly selected for their agenda, then then you realize, wow, that is how they implement these long-term agendas. Boy, and I, I want to talk about long-term agendas because I have said that the, these radical activists, they're playing long ball and we over here on the freedom side seem to be playing tiddlywinks. We don't understand exactly what's going on with all this, Pam Long. And we get to have these conversations because of great sponsors. And another great sponsor of the show is Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz with Three Points Financial. Three Points Financial, a comprehensive fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of Three Points Financial, take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal, real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact 3pointsfinancial.com to schedule a no-obligation introductory call. Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. I know I sound a little bit distracted. Uh, Coming in on the text line here, Pam Long. Uh, And Pam Long is a uh, former captain in the Army Medical Service Corps. She's a West Point graduate. She's an amazing author. And uh, we will be rolling her essay out this weekend in the newsletter. But somebody just texted me and said that a second New Jersey 
council member was uh, fatally shot. Last week, a young woman was shot who a, was a councilwoman. And uh, and both of them are Republicans. I, I don't know what this means exactly, but this just came across the wire. What's your thoughts on that, uh, Pam Long? Well, I did read about that, and it is a suspected assassination of a council member. And, um, I mean, it, it speaks to we have to differentiate between criminals who commit a crime and need to be investigated and people who own guns for self-defense and are law-abiding citizens. That's what, um, you know, what it comes down to. And, and I think we are setting up a system here at the Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Um, I mean, I don't have to say think anymore. Rhonda Field, Senator Field said, we need a rapid response with this money. We need to take a COVID response to the Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Again, they're telling you that heavy-handed you know, for violating federal law, violating individual individual rights in the Constitution, that when you hear people say we will take a COVID response, that is really what they're telling you, that the, the law-abiding citizens can be told, uh, can be mandated to be in a registry, can be prohibited from own, owning a firearm. And, I mean, we already know, they and they have not been held accountable for COVID, so they are just taking the, the COVID strategy and now applying it to gun control. Well, and you can see how these narratives can play out. So another person on the text line said, do you think a teenager going through puberty ever had a bad day or think, or, oh, my goodness, we're fixing over here. Let's see, could, come to, could be depressed. So think of how many kids are so innocent. Now they're telling a counselor they're having issues. So let's let's play this out. I don't know if you heard the show with um, Alvin Liu with Courage is a Habit. But he, when we were talking about the pushing of um, CRT and the uh, transgender movement, which you know mutilates kids, which is crazy. Uh, but he said that 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 is being pushed through the um, like the American Counselors Association, uh, which has really become. Um, an arm of the radical activists. And, and, and there's great counselors out there, but these associations are pushing agendas. So let's, let's think about it. A kid's talking to their counselor and yes, kids through puberty, you know, have bad days and they're asked whether or not the family has a firearm in the house. I mean, you could see this ultimately play out that they come and knock on the door and say, Oh, your, your child is um, having some mental health issues. And so we would need to take your firearm. You could see that play out as well. Yes. Well, they've already have a precedent for that with our uh, vaccine registry is that the data goes into this registry without your knowledge of your vaccine status or your refusal of vaccines. And the system is designed for reminders. Those are mailings, recall notices that you need to quarantine from the public and home visits. So you can easily see them adopting the same model using their data uh, with this whole Office of Gun Violence Prevention. And, and if I could, just parents, if you hear one thing I say, these surveys, the Behavioral Risk Factor Surveillance System, the Healthy Kids Colorado Survey, the Colorado Healthy School Smart Source, if you have not already heard how controversial these are and the questions that are asked, these are not evidence-based surveys. These are data mining. They are collecting information on your children, allegedly in the name of mental health, but they have bizarro questions on them. These are not going to serve your children well. And you need to teach your children to opt out of these surveys. 
In fact, we're doubling down with House Bill 1003, a mental health assessment by iMatter. I took the survey. I answered the questions that a child from 12 to 18 could answer. I had a score of zero in one section and one in another section for drug and alcohol uh, use and saying that I, yes, once a year, have used CBD oil. And I generated the results of you have a medium risk for a mental health disorder and, and alcohol and drug risk behaviors and addiction with a score of one. My total score was one. These are completely non-evidence-based, geared to then refer you, your child, to six free mental health sessions with a provider that is not required to notify you. And then, of course, the burden of, you know, if the child is then uh, recommended for more counseling or drugs, parents, you're on the hook for that for the rest of their lives, potentially. And the label, the label of a mental health disorder, because they participated in one of these, um, I'm going to say malpractice type of surveys. Well, and the, I know when we talked to Alvin Liu, he said some of those surveys are going on right now. You can go to Courage as a Habit, and there you can find opt-out forms. Get on that, uh, parents, because this is, um, in, in in a way, create, well, they, they can create uh, kids. Again, the vulnerable kids at the age of 12, 13, I remember, oh, my gosh. I would not want to do eighth grade again, um, Pam Long. It was a very difficult time in my life. And my gosh, you see these now, these PBIs preying upon that. Uh, so your comment on that. And then I want to talk just a little bit about grants because you mentioned that. So your thoughts on eighth grade and and having these surveys is not a good thing. It, it, to all you eighth graders, I would say have a conversation with your parents that um, these surveys are designed to make you a customer of the product, and the product is a lifetime of a label, counseling, and drugs, and your parents should be guiding you through that and finding the help and resources you all agree on that fit your values. And um, it, and you have the right to tell a person in authority, I don't have to self-incriminate that I use drugs or alcohol, just like adults do. Well, and that is why... Uh... All these surveys, even when you go into the doctor's office, some of the questions that they ask, it's, it's not, it's not their business. And, um, of course it's difficult, uh, eighth grade kid to try to say to, as you mentioned, a person in authority that, that no, I'm not going to take that survey, but it's none of their business. And, um, and it will, as you say, there will be a label that will, could occur that would follow them their whole life. Grants. This is not the proper use of tax, the, the money that we pay in taxes. Of course, they also call it fees um, because they want to get around the Colorado's Taxpayers' Bill of Rights. But regardless, taxes or fees, you reach in your pocket, the money's gone. But this whole grant thing, I remember when I started, people said they were grant writers. I'm like, what does that mean exactly? Mm-hmm. Well, they're actually applying for free money to push forth a specific agenda. Would that be a yep. correct assessment? hundred percent correct. Right. And, so and we look at, we go ahead. Well, and that is, uh, that is the taxpayer's money. This is not, this is not the way it's supposed to work in America. Your elected representatives are the ones that are supposed to be dispersing this money. They're not supposed to be putting this over into a bureaucratic agency and bureaucrats to do this. Then again, a push an agenda. Right. And so the Office of Gun Violence Prevention has $4 million to allegedly educate the public. And that is an, also another narrative, how we pushed um, this 
uh, registry for vaccines and the re-education module for any parent who wishes to um, have an exemption from any vaccine is that the narrative was, well, parents need to be educated. And we're seeing that same narrative with gun control is that, well, parents, people don't know about ERPO, the extreme risk protection order. So we need to educate them on how they can take guns away from their loved ones. Right. That, and everyone says, oh, education, that's harmless. No, $4 million is not enough for an educational campaign. Wow. We already see like Senator Hawkins Lewis saying that demanding that the Office of Gun Violence Prevention apply for COVID funds for gun violence prevention. They are telling you their long term plan is that four million dollars is not enough for education for the public and they need millions of more dollars. We're already dispersing twenty ten thousand dollars grants to which will likely be um, pro gun control organizations and another $450,000 to the Latino Coalition in the Denver Metro Community um, Incorporated, um, their community partners. Remember, all these buzzwords should be should be raising these red flags that we are just funneling money to this agenda. And we need people. We need the gun range owners, the, you know, the, um, the recreational gun owners, the hunters, law enforcement. Everyone who's in favor of the Second Amendment needs to engage with the Office of Gun Violence Prevention and say, I want to be a stakeholder. I want to be a community partner. I want grant money for our messaging. I want a seat at the table at the advisory committee. We need our people at the table engaging receiving the same amount of grant money. In this, Kim, you and I will agree, this is where we are weak on taking that proactive approach to to nullifying these agendas. We Right now, we are in reactive mode. We, we go to the courts. We spend on these issues. We spend thousands of dollars in the courts in years trying to get our rights back. The, the enemy right now is, is already having meetings and dispersing funds at the Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Right. And so they're dispersing this money to all these different community partners that will have these names of, of these organizations that will sound like they care about people, uh, and, but they will be pushing forward. And again, it's disarming. Ultimately, it is disarming uh, everyday law-abiding citizens taking away their uh, their right to protect themselves and their families. So again, we have Denver is uh, metro area is becoming very high in crime. In fact, uh, I, I mentioned this uh, text that had come across that we are uh, number one in crime in the nation. That's pretty hard to believe, but that's one of the reports. And so there's no way that there can be enough um, peace officers, police officers, sheriffs, deputies to protect us uh, when we have this public policy that is making our community so dangerous. So these same people that are not standing to make our, our neighborhoods safe are wanting to disarm people when our communities are becoming more and more dangerous. This is not going to play well, but they have all the all the nice sounding words on this, but this is the bottom line of what's going to happen with this, um, Pam Long. Well, and these people who get their foot in the door early as stakeholders and community partners, like we saw with COVID, they become the voice of the media. They become the experts and the experts recommend the experts mandate the experts prohibit, prohibit, you know, that's how we get when people ask, how did we give power to these non-elected public health experts to make mandates and prohibitions? And how did we give government unrestrained power to violate the Constitution? They, they've already perfected this process, and that is 
you need to, to contact your legislators and contact these organizations and people who support the Second Amendment and say, you know, this is in progress. This long-term goal is already, it has an office, it has a name, it has people working for it. You know, we need to take a proactive approach instead of waiting till some horrible legislation is passed. I really do believe the, the back door is at CDPET. I think that you're absolutely right, and I think you pretty well answered a text question that came in. How is the government allowed to create all these new bureaucracies without our permission? I tell you what, why don't we uh, handle that question here in just a minute, uh, Pam Long, uh, but we get to talk about these important issues because of great sponsors. Lauren Levy is an expert in the mortgage arena. He keep, uh, can keep us up to date on the Federal Reserve's actions as well, and uh, just a great sponsor of both the Kim Munson Show and America's Veteran Stories. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment environment for all customers. Come to Franktown for a comfortable, no-pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Check out our website, Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. Uh, first thing, uh, Pam Long, uh, she is a... Uh, former captain in the Army Medical Service Corps, West Point grad, uh, great author, and we're talking about uh, her essay that we will roll out this weekend, and it is regarding the CDPHE, uh, and uh, says how the new Office of Gun Violence Prevention shall infringe on the Second Amendment. Uh, first question for you, and that is, is how is the government allowed to create all these new bureaucracies without our permission, Pam? How can this happen? Well, the new Office of Gun Violence Prevention was created uh, uh, in 
House Bill 21-1299 with the Democratic supermajority, so in 2021. I will say the equivalent on the environmental side, they also created an office of um, environmental justice, which is the big climate change that has an equally insidious agenda to drastically reduce um, oil and gas and um, uh, requirements for clean trucks and energy efficiency that will be rolling out in March. We will see devastating energy restrictions all rolled out through the Democratic supermajority, um, CDPH, and the Board of Health rulemaking. And by the way, the Board of Health does not still continues online-only meetings, which are just a farce of our open meeting laws. And people like me who oppose and want to provide evidence to counter their agendas they can just pick and choose not to call on us in these right. in these alleged online meetings. So that right. is the process right. that we are up against, and we need more people. Um, we need those Board of Health meetings at the CDPT back in person so we yeah. can hold these people accountable. I, and I do need to make a point. The Republicans do it as well. Christy Burton-Brown had a January 31st meeting regarding El Paso County, and it was a Zoom meeting. Uh, same thing. You know, th- then they can control the voices. Uh, I did want to address this. This was um, spelling of gain of function. It's gain, G-A-I-N, gain of function. And then also what uh, representative, um, um, here we go, let me get this uh, uh representative weinberg's phone number at the capitol is 303 866 2947 303 866 again 303-866-2947 we have eric on the line eric what's on your radar hi pamela um are you a rush baby by chance Okay, because I'm sure that he would have adopted you. I love that man. As a black conservative, as a black conservative man, he is my hero. God, do I miss him. And I was telling producer Steve, Pam, and Kim off air that Rush has been warning us since the 90s about what's going on right now today. Because these Democrats are parasites. They just, you know, they look at Peter. When they close down the circuses for our babies that are coming up that don't even have a clue what a circus is, they'll never stop at anything, Pam. And we got to shut them down any kind of way because these people are flat out evil. They're, they're, Rush Limbaugh used to say all the time, Pam, they're, they're the most unhappiest people um, alive. And they want everybody else to be miserable. And uh, I think he's the most miserable person in Colorado. (laughs) Well, to that point, socialism, and they talk about equity. It means we'll all be uh, equal in our misery there. Eric, thank you so much. And um, Pam, do you want to make a quick comment? We have Rosemary uh, waiting on the line as well. Well, and we have to call it what it is. It's socialism. It's fascism. And we need uh, people like that caller to use his great voice to be getting people fired up and ready to engage with the Office of Gun Violence Prevention. And Eric will do that. He is a great patriot and appreciate that. Rosemary, what's on your radar? Good morning, ladies. Um, That's exactly right. I'll tell you the definition of a Soviet, but it first starts in our mental institutions called colleges. You know, these were all forward-thinking citizens that brought all these... uh, this agenda out into the uh, living space. It's the definition of a Soviet. 
A soviet is a system of councils that report to an apex council and implement a predetermined outcome, often by consensus, affecting a region or neighborhood. Members of a soviet council are chosen by virtue of their willingness to comply with that outcome and their one-mindedness with the group. Soviets are the operating mechanism of a government-controlled economy, whether it be socialism or government, corporate, public-private partnerships. And we have both sides, like you say, Kim, in the Uniparty. These change agents are working with opportunists and other foolish people by coordinating government, business, NGO, and nonprofit partners to implement a Soviet system in our state and in our country. So we have, if you go look at the curriculum at some of these universities, you'll see they have a land use code program that you can take, and that's what they do. Then they go out and they get on all of these councils, so it moves our government farther away from the citizens. So we don't have a say. So, Rosemary, uh, you pretty well nailed it. I'm going to go ahead. So, Rosemary, thank you. Alan and Lakewood, what's on your radar? There's a young man named Nathan. I think it's Fisher. At any rate, he's a legislative analyst with the Republican Party at the Capitol. He also works with the Jefferson County Republicans. He pointed out to me last year, or to us, that the goal of the governor and the legislature is to make the government the largest employer in the state of Colorado. That confers upon them the power and the active workforce to get everything done, the total uniparty system, and that's what's happening. I'm hoping that our remaining Republican legislators will take advantage of this uh, cram through five bills per person thing in order to have a nice big stack of commissions, grants, boards, and other PBIs that can be defunded and disbanded because the work that they are tasked to do is already covered by already funded government agencies. At least it's an idea. Number two, we will not win much of anything until we embark upon a multi-year project to get Eric out of this state like has been done in Louisiana, Arizona, Alabama, and a couple of other smart states. So that's what's on my radar. Thank you, Kim. Well, uh, thank you. And we may have one other caller coming in. We're just about out of time, so we may have to do that tomorrow. Uh, Pam Long, uh, 30 seconds, your final thought, and I do appreciate these uh, very thoughtful callers. I would have everyone talk to their Second Amendment groups that they are affiliated with and ask them, how are you engaged? How do you have a seat at the table at the new Office of Gun Violence Prevention? Because these rules will start um, affecting the public in March. Okay, Pam Long, thank you so much. And be sure and read her essay that we will roll out this weekend. Uh, Sign up for our weekly newsletter, and you will receive that again. Thank you to all of our texters and our callers. I greatly appreciate that. Pam Long, you rock. Thank you. Thank you. And Charlton Heston said this. He said, there's no such thing as a good gun. There's no such thing as a bad gun. A gun in the hands of a bad man is a very dangerous thing. 
I'd also say policy in the hands of a, a bad man is a very dangerous thing. But a gun in the hands of a good person is no danger to anyone except the bad guy. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.